This is the New York Times Audio Digest for Friday, March 26, 2010. Presented by Audible. In this morning's front page headlines, the Pope was kept informed about pedophile, American terror suspect traveled unimpeded, and a big expansion is planned in aid to homeowners. In this morning's financial news, student loan overhaul is approved by Congress. Germany and France shape Greek rescue plan, and Bernanke hints at a possible sale of mortgage assets. There will be more business stories along with more national and world news, the latest from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Paul Krugman. Now, from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. This morning's top story is written from Munich by Nicholas Kulish and Katrin Benhold. It's titled, Pope was kept informed about pedophile. The future Pope Benedict XVI was kept more closely apprised of a sexual abuse case in Germany than previous church statements have suggested, raising fresh questions about his handling of a scandal unfolding under his direct supervision before he rose to the top of the church's hierarchy. Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger, the future Pope and Archbishop in Munich at the time, was copied on a memo that informed him that a priest, whom he had approved sending to therapy in 1980 to overcome pedophilia, would be returned to pastoral work within days of beginning psychiatric treatment. The priest was later convicted of molesting boys in another parish. An initial statement on the matter issued this month by the Archdiocese of Munich and Friesing placed full responsibility for the decision to allow the priest to resume his duties on Ratzinger's deputy, the Reverend Gerhard Gruber. But the memo, whose existence was confirmed by two church officials, shows that the future pope led a meeting on January 15, 1980, approving the transfer of the priest and was also kept informed about the priest's reassignment. What part he played in the decision-making and how much interest he showed in the case of the troubled priest, who had molested multiple boys in his previous job, remains unclear. But the personnel chief who handled the matter from the beginning, the Reverend Friedrich Farr, always remained personally exceptionally connected to Ratzinger, church officials said. The case of the German priest, the Reverend Peter Hollermann, has acquired fresh relevance, because it unfolded at a time when Ratzinger, who was later put in charge of handling thousands of abuse cases on behalf of the Vatican, was in a position to refer the priest for prosecution, or at least to stop him from coming into contact with children. The German Archdiocese has acknowledged that bad mistakes were made in the handling of Hollermann, though it attributed those mistakes to people reporting to Ratzinger rather than to the Cardinal himself. Church officials defend Benedict by saying the memo was routine and was unlikely to have landed on the archbishop's desk, according to the Reverend Lorenz Wolf, judicial vicar at the Munich Archdiocese. But Wolf said he could not rule out that Ratzinger had read it. According to Wolf, who spoke with Gruber this week at the request of the New York Times, Gruber, the former vicar general, said that he could not remember a detailed conversation with Ratzinger about Hollerman, but that Gruber refused to rule out that the name had come up. Benedict is well known for handling priestly abuse cases in the Vatican before he became Pope. While some have criticized his role in adjudicating such cases over the past two decades, he has also won praise from victims' advocates for taking the issue more seriously, apologizing to American victims in 2008.